Welcome back, everybody, to the NY Patriot Show. Uh, for the month of October, I will be releasing uh, extra episodes on Friday that uh, wouldn't maybe uh, normally be on my show, stuff that I find interesting, and uh, be more of like on the paranormal side or stuff just to go along with the whole Halloween, uh, you know, scary theme or you know, weird stuff. Uh, so I'm going to be releasing extra episodes this month and uh one of them that i i would have probably have just had on as a regular guest anyway but this was a reason for me to put it out faster um <laughs> i'm going to have a uh, dave from the red pill cartel on he has had an outer body experience or he's had multiple ones um i think that's actually very huge a huge thing uh especially spiritually but i also thought it could be something that would fit in with uh, just the unexplainable you know, a lot of people may see that as being a paranormal experience as well, something they just can't explain. And he also has some paranormal experiences and stories to share also. So I figured this would be perfect. And uh, I'm probably going to drop this one first to start off the whole uh, series for October. Um, so here I'll stop running my mouth. And here is Dave from the Red Pill Cartel. And please let people know what's up with your show and where to find it. Cool, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, I just started my podcast about a month and a half ago. It's called The Red Pill Cartel, and you can find me on Instagram at DavyWavy2112. Um, Spell it out like it sounds, D-A-V-E-Y-W-A-V-E-Y-2112. And yeah, man, I'm just having a lot of fun connecting with a lot of people, such as yourself. And uh, yeah, man, I got... Yeah, Lots I, of stories and <coughs> a lot of cool things to say about all this stuff. So yeah, yeah definitely go check out his show. I'll say, I, I, you know, as of right now, I would probably say that the interview he gave me was probably one of the best I think I've had. I mean, you know, in case of the other shows listening to me that has had me on, I'm sorry, but <laughs> he just it was really good, and uh, he asked me a lot of stuff that I don't think other people asked. So. Even if not to listen to his other stuff, I do highly suggest to listen to his interview with me on there. I thought he did an amazing, yeah, it was, did an amazing it, job. It was really fun. And I had so much fucking fun, for real. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of shows I go on, the people with multiple, you know, guests or co-hosts, those are normally fun. But I would have to say um, for someone just by themselves interviewing me, that was probably like the best show, you know, I've been on in a long time. So, uh, you know, thank, thank you for that. Cause... No, thank you for that. I had a great time, man. <laughs> it really, you know. It means a lot to me since you're already quite established with your oh, show. No, and I'm really. just starting up, right? So, yeah. Yo, we all got to start somewhere, kid, right? That's it. And everybody <laughs> has their hand in this, right? Everybody yes. is doing their own thing and getting the truth out there. So, for sure, for sure. So, again, I, I took you off track. Uh, but let, we'll get back to, um, yes, you're, you have had out-of-body experiences with... We kind of discussed a little bit, I think, off the air and uh, vaguely, but I really would like for you to cover that and the uh, paranormal stories you said you got. Absolutely, man. Okay, uh, I will start by saying that um, I was probably about 13, oh, 14 years old. Oh, and, wow. you know, I've 
young. I haven't. Uh, I'm still a young pup. You got no experience in life. Just grade nine. You know what I mean? And I started hanging out with older older people and <clears throat> uh, you oh. know, like two, three, four years older than me even, right? Mm-hmm. And this one guy who was in high school, he was uh, he went to a different school, and he was a mutual friend. He, we were walking through a field one day, walking somewhere or through a park, and it was me, him, and a, and a couple other dudes. And he was talking about his philosophy class and talking about uh, astral travel and out of body oh, experiences. Wow. <clears throat> and it kind of freaked me out when he was talking about it. Oh yeah, said, you're young. You're probably like, what the hell is this dude talking about? Yeah. This is like some other worldly right, stuff. For sure, dude. And I'm like, so he starts talking about how, like, he um, has a philosophy class and his teacher was telling him how to astral travel. Not just him, but the whole class. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, okay, so how do you do that? And he's like, well, you got to be, like, half in, half out asleep and picture a beam of light from your forehead, which I'm assuming... I didn't know it was a third eye back then, right? Yeah, a beam right. of light yeah, from your forehead to the tips of your to, to the tips of your toes, and it's like all of a sudden you'll just like, if you do it properly, you'll come out of your body and you can see your own body and this and that, right? So that kind of freaked me out. I was like, whoa, what the fuck is he talking about, right? That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to remember at the maybe after you're done. To go back to experience that I had that I thought was astral travel and, and something like that really kind of did happen with the light in some way. I've never heard yeah, somebody say that before, so that's actually weird. It's probably just one of many um, shared experiences, to do it. probably too. It also, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably one of many methods to do it, but uh, and now, now I just want to uh, make it known up front. You had said that all of these were without drugs whatsoever, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, because I will be covering maybe other topics like this with other people that I know ayahuasca was used or drugs were used. This is natural. There was no drugs used at all, so. Yeah, completely natural. I was, like, I was a kid, dude. I was 14, yeah. right? So um, I don't remember if I did LSD before that or not, uh, before this whole thing. No, I don't believe I did. I did it after. Gotcha. But anyway, so my parents and I, we drove to Ottawa. It's about five, six-hour drive from where I live near Toronto. And we get there in the morning, like early in the morning, like five in the morning. And it was for Christmas. We went to go visit my brother. And so it's Christmas morning. We get there. We open gifts. And my dad and I are like dead tired. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go for a nap. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, so I'm just lying on the bed in the basement. And I was so tired. And I just hit the pillow. And I closed my eyes. And I'm half in, half out. And I, rec- I, I recall the conversation my buddy had with me about the beam of light from the forehead to the tip of the toes, right? And sure enough, dude, as soon as I pictured it, I was like, it was like, boom, instant. And I was like, I could feel my soul or spirit come out of my body. And all I could hear was 
like a like a high pitch frequency radio like if i was like going through the radio on like the the upper and lower bands right uh-huh. like a really high pitch squeal and i could hear my heartbeat like very strong and everything was black and white but i could i could feel myself rising out of my body and going up i could see the stairs and I, w- I was going up the stairs and I went around the corner and I got terrified all of a sudden and I just went right back in my body and I opened my eyes and I was like, holy fuck, what the hell just happened to me? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, when I want to go back, to, when I, I'm going to have you probably go over this again. I just want to go back to when you said um, the noises you heard. Now, this is when it was, I guess, starting to happen. It was when I was coming out of, when I was leaving my body. Yes. That's when I, was I there, heard it. And I, was there any other sound? Like I have from my experience and other things that I've heard from people, or I even think I've heard in music, uh, and it's done to represent like specific, maybe noises that are common when having this experience. Would it be anything towards like maybe a helicopter or like a plane sound? Or, like, if you stuck your head out the car of a window while you're fucking someone else is driving and the wind kind of, like, like against you. Was there anything like that at all? I didn't get that. Okay. All right. Like I said, mine mine was, like, super strong sound of, like, my thudding heartbeat. It was just, like, boom, boom, boom. And I could hear, like, a high-pitched squeal, like, Gotcha, gotcha. Almost like radio static. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's probably the vibration level that I was <laughs> unaware, right? Yeah. Now, when now when but, you when you felt that you had went somewhere, do you you remember hearing anything at all at that point? Um, could I, it have been if it, you like went deaf? No, I don't think oh, so. Okay, right. no, because <laughs> I have heard as that as being like my experience is a. Uh, I would say probably more than half of them. Uh, I felt as if yeah. there was no sound, but there was times when there, you know, uh, something. I believe something was said to me, and then I snapped out of it. You know, I felt like that, oh. like I was told it sounds fucking cheesy. And I hate even saying it. Something said "get out," and then I woke the fuck up and like snapped out of it. Oh God! That but was like that, that, and like one of maybe one or two other times, uh, have I ever? heard anything and like one time I'm, I'm almost positive it was probably you know they say that your holy guardian angel gives you a name or says something to you so you can like call it again right. whatever that is if that's even your holy guardian angel i do believe maybe what was said to me was representing that situation like i say i don't know how truthful what was talking to me if it was what it's supposed to be, you know who knows but those are probably the only times i've ever really heard anything a lot of it was almost as if it was like deafening silence. And I was just wondering if you had the same experiences. No. Uh, every time that I've had these experiences, it, 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 I, I saw and heard the same fucking thing, man. Well, and what was that? What was that? Like the high pitch frequency and my heartbeat. Yeah. I've, and everything I've, I've heard the high fr- uh, pitch things before. And, uh, I think David Lynch uses the phrase uh, where the birds sing a pretty song. Why are we from the birds sing a pretty song? 
I think he uses that phrase to kind of express that uh, that out-of-body experience, high-frequency noise. And these these were done. <clears throat> these these happened accidentally for me. It's not like I was really trying. Wow. You know, like That's I had wild. another one where I was in my apartment, and again I'm like super tired, and I had two friends over. And they were playing video games in my living. We were playing video <laughs> games in my living room, and I was just like, you know what, guys, I gotta go to sleep, man. I'm I'm fucking done, right? So I let them do their thing, and I went to bed. And <laughs> same thing, man. It just happened, boom, out of my body, and I'm going to the door of my bedroom, and I get scared again, and I go right back in my body. And I went out to them, That's and I wild. talked to them, like, dude, I just had another fucking out of body experience, and they're like. Dude, you fucked in the head, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's just fucking wild. You know, there was the first one. The first one that happened to me at my brother's house in Ottawa. I was a zombie the whole day because I didn't know what the hell happened to me. Yeah, I could see that, like psychologically, like if you believed, it yeah. to be, if you believed it to be true, uh, someone would be like, "What just happened?" You know that that could well, fuck you, especially as a kid. You know, I would think yeah, that could, it was that could disturb Day. you for a little bit. <laughs> Chris, yeah, Christmas Day, dude. I, just, oh, yeah, I went up right, after, after it happened. I went upstairs and I told my brother, I told my dad, and my whole family, <laughs> and they all looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, "You've been watching too many movies, man." That's I'm wild. like, "Well, I never saw a movie about out of body experiences, but this was fucking real to me." <laughs> <laughs> there you was some um, at one point when I was. Uh, you know, when I was in the OTO, uh, <coughs> I did start looking into, like, other ideas and practices of magic. Because I, it was probably just one of my many times of, you know, wanting to do something else on leave. And I had right. looked into another thing. Uh, I'm not going to plug it because I'm not trying to promote it. But uh, it was an online thing that was actually free and suggested that if you did it and did it correctly, it was going to take you anywhere from 15 to 20 years to actually do so I had assumed if it's that long and they're not charging you for it, everything is free. You can even download like you know the books and stuff and workbooks that came with it for free. So I had assumed like it might actually like if they're not trying to screw somebody for money, and it actually takes that long. Maybe there is some legitimacy to it. Maybe as crazy as oh, that sure. sounds, you know. But uh, and I will I will say from you know from the few things that I had looked into on it, I sometimes wish that I would have stayed with that and left the OTO and I might have had different experiences, maybe and more positive ones. But uh, one of the things that I did practice in that is that like you would literally have to sit in a chair or, you know, sit wherever somewhere with your back is straight and your legs are straight. And you're going to have to like picture yourself walking around the house as in like first person, you know, like your view and like, and then eventually, when you can get down your house that well, like now you have to move to walking around your yard, and then when you can get all that down, you have to now try to picture yourself walking down the street, you know, to shit like that. And I believe it's all practices like that is all for when you do have astral travel, you'll be able to control yourself. Sure, it's almost like <clears throat> lucid dreaming. Yeah. It's different because in, with lucid dreaming, you're 
actually dreaming and you're controlling yourself in the dream but this is different because you're actually going into the astral realm yeah yeah yes and it's like i've heard about stories of people communicating with various entities in there and things like that and like way beyond what i've done i mean you, you know could I mean? even look at the difference with like i guess astral travel lucid dreaming it's like um you know with the lucid dreaming you're it's like you're just a part of let's say you're watching a video game you know, with the, with the astral travel, you're actually, like, leaving the video game and going and doing what you want. Yeah, it's like, it's like in The Matrix when yeah. Neo learns how to fly. It's like, it's like he's in the astral realm. It's like, that's, the astral realm is the real realm, whereas we're locked in the Matrix, right? Yeah. Yes, I do believe that's a part of And I think there's, of, I think there's people, it, yes. I heard this, sorry, uh, I heard this one story about this, this one guy who would astral travel and there were like these guards guarding this door and they had black cloaks on and they wouldn't let him go through the door. And he was like, holy shit, fuck this. And he got back out into his body. Right. It's like he wasn't supposed to go in there. It's like, these guys are probably like astral traveling as well, mm. but they're guarding some kind of door that he can't get into. It's like, how, if, if we know this, the government, Oh, most likely yeah. knows about it, and they probably have people that can do it at will. That's why the world you is know? so fucked up right now. Because I believe that there's plenty of uh, there's multiple governments out there that have weaponized uh, occult, occultism, magic, uh, you know, stuff like yes. this, paranormal stuff that would seem paranormal. I think they know how to do that, how to create it, and they weaponized it against people. They probably have masters of it. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, people can probably just sit there, close their eyes, and instantly out of their body. Right? Yeah. Like, I can't Yo, Did you that, ever see that movie? But... This is old as hell. It's probably came out before you, but it's it's a bugged out movie. I think you could probably find it somewhere for free, maybe. Even. I think I watched it on YouTube. It's fucking, an old, I think, 80s. It might even be before then. It had Dennis Quaid in it. I mean, he was young as shit. It was called Dreamscape. And that was, like, oh, I'm telling yeah. you, it's either the early 80s or it might have, uh, you know, I obviously, NY Patriot, 1978. Obviously, I was born in 78. This shit might have came out, like, when I was born or, or prior, a year or two, or a little bit into the 80s. That's how old this shit is. But this movie was about people, like, and these people that they had working for them or that they were studying would do it so quickly, like it was nothing. It was people that would be able to go to sleep and go into other people's dreams. And the government was studying them and using them to weaponize them. Alex Gardner has a unique talent. And even he doesn't know what it can do. No one has ever done it before. No one has even conceived of doing it before. You're going into another person's dream. You might have to see that, David. He is about to enter a world that no one has ever seen before. The world of your dreams. There's somebody in my dreams. Who? An awful, ugly monster. This kid is being eaten alive and nobody gives a damn. Whatever his demon is, you have to help him face it. You know, and this shit, this shit's in a, a fucking movie. The fuck out. That shit's in, yeah, yo. That shit was in a movie back then. I'm telling you, know, people will be like, oh, it was just a movie. No, those, they're telling you probably what's going on now or what they're envisioning and being able to do. Sure, dude. Yeah. They probably, Nightmare on Elm Street probably got the concept from that movie because it came out before that. Yes, I had often thought but, that. But, uh, 
I got to rewatch that one for sure because uh, I remember it being quite a trip. It's probably cheesy as fuck now, but <laughs> I still enjoy it for what it is, you know? <laughs> I'll have to send you a... I'll find that movie Dreamscape. I'll send you a link. Yeah, dude. And, it was uh, definitely David bugged Patrick out. Kelly. Like, I rewatched it recently because... I remembered the movie as a kid. It it did freak me out, but I loved it. I watched it over and over again because it was like some part where this guy turns into like a fucking like a, looks like um some kind of snake. So it was just like really creepy and scary. And then one day I was like uh, just thinking, I'm like, yo, the movie popped into my head. And I was like, I have to rewatch that again because I guarantee you, like, what I was watching as a kid not even realizing what I was really watching is, like, actually real. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, I got to rewatch this shit. I guarantee you this stuff in this movie that neither matches occultism, which I thought there was plenty of stuff like that in it, too. And it just was, like, on topics that people would look at today and probably think, like, isn't actually far off. Yeah. You know, There's and so it's like I'm a kid in the seen. 80s thinking, like, oh, it was just a fucking crazy movie. But it's like, you know, you didn't even realize what the fuck they were really showing you. Absolutely. There's so many movies that I've seen uh, when I was a kid, and I rewatched them now that I've been red pilled to death, right? And it like it's a whole different fucking movie. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like now I understand it. So now, now was that the the only two experiences you really had, or with uh, well, out of body? Do you have any other? Those ones? are the those are the two big ones, but. Um, I've ever since then I've tried to uh, do it and I can't get out. It's so weird. Mm. Like I just get like this, just vi- like a vibrational <coughs> feeling, and I'm really? almost out, and I just can't do it. Is there any now? See, I was actually going to ask you. Uh, you mentioned the vibration. I was going to ask you: Was there anything physically uh, during these times that this would happen that you would feel? Like, could you feel yourself almost actually, like, something within you slipping out? Could you feel that or no? Oh, yeah. I, I, I could feel my, my soul, like, coming out. Like it's fucking it's wild. Almost like it's tearing away. You know how uh, I had William Ramsey on once, and he had talked about the Son of Sam. And I think he had said that when he was talking about something to do with occultism or the abyss or something to that effect, he had mentioned something It was, like, as uh, feeling the ocean... Um, pulling back, you know, and like it's as if your soul was going with the ocean when it's going back out to sea. It's almost like that type of feeling. And when he had said that, that like blew alarms for me because in my experiences, that's like the best way I could say that is because it literally almost felt like I could feel everything from like my toes going all the way up my legs to the, like the top of my head, like all this energy or something within me, and then just leaving out the back of my head but like i could almost physically feel that within me that's that's the probably the best way to describe it actually it's yeah. like feeling like the ocean flowing out of you it's fucking like it, that it, 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 tell it you the truth like, if you like don't your water yes and if you don't get scared it's actually like if you know i guess if you knew what you were doing you could really say it's actually a beautiful experience to actually you know to say that you could have felt that because it really does feel like you are the ocean leaving. Yeah, it's it's insane. 
almost like the moon is pulling you like a tide and pulling you in. Yes, right? yes, I have love. Yeah, yes. Or it's like as if something like magnetic is just like pulling you out. It's fucking wild. Very, it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a physical, ex- and physical experience for me that I, I could never forget, you know? Oh, yeah, it's, it's planted the seed in me early on to awaken spiritually later on in life. That's how I look at it. Yeah, yeah, I was, like we were saying earlier, uh, that we, you know, spoken to before we recorded, uh, there's just things like, like this type of stuff. Just even that physical feeling has left me uh, to be a different person. You know what I'm saying? That that it's in itself has changed my life, or at least the way I view it. Oh, absolutely. You know, and there's so many other you things besides to, um, it, but just that one experience. You listen to uh, Lighting the Void with Joe Roop? No, no, no. I, you know, I used to... You know, it's funny. I used to follow that for some reason. I, w- I was going through uh, podcasts that I really haven't listened to, and I was just deleting them. And that show was on as a show that I followed. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I should check it back oh, out dude. again. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I haven't listened to this in so long. My phone was full. He's definitely an advocate for uh, learning how to do astral travel because really? it is very life-changing. I wonder if I actually had saved his on there maybe because of stuff like that when I was practicing. That that would make sense because I was like, I don't even remember uh, listening to this show in a while. That's why. Yeah, it's, it really reminds me of Coast to Coast, the way he formats it. Oh, nice, nice. But he's a very, very pleasant uh, guy to listen to. Like, he's got such a great radio voice. I know I did follow it, so <laughs> I must have liked it for some reason but yeah, at some point. I, yeah, check it out. Recently, because he talks a lot about astral travel, so if you're oh interested, yeah, like, yeah yeah, I would like to definitely yeah, check it out. I think there's so many things behind it, behind the spiritual stuff, or just even like what you think is even physically happening. You know, the, the, you know, like there's just so much to it. Like we were just saying, how you have actual physical feeling behind it. It's it's like a, a thing that you've like I've never ever felt that, and will never feel that again unless it's from that experience. You know, I mean, it would be the same thing. Yes, yeah, it would be the same thing. Like, really, like I guess as a, you know, an orgasm. You know what I'm saying? You will never feel anything. <laughs> no, you will never feel that again unless it's from that. You know what I'm saying? True. Very so, true. so like, it, and it's it's just like so. It's just like holy shit. That's just so weird. And it's not something you could it, just do. You know, at least not for me. It's not something I could just do over and over again as well if I wanted to. So it's it's I more could. it's more memorable. You know, and it's more of an impact on you. I think because of that. I, I told my uh, one of my best friends about it, and he he said, if we can astral travel and visit each other and haunt each other, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've even I've seen uh, there was this fucking movie on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it. I think it was a series where it it had uh, two kids that were able to astral travel, and uh, they were like hanging out at first, and then like one of them, the dude went into the chick and fucking took over and shit. He like he like duped her. And then he went into her body because he was like in love with the fucking dude I think she was dating or some shit. It was some weird fucking crap. But I was like, yo, I was like, who says this shit is impossible? Right. You know, like, like, again, is this like some weird B Netflix movie of shit that is actually possible and that can happen being put on TV as entertainment, you know? And they embellish it a little bit, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they make a story around it. Yes. Shit that you probably couldn't do but the concept is there right so 
concepts and ideas come from the ether, which is where we go when we astral travel, right? Yes. Right into the astral realm. So I think once we put our consciousness out there, it gives other people ideas and it's like part of the collective conscience, right? So Yes. I think like you even hear the phrase like, uh, are you not going to come up with something that hasn't been thought of before? Are you not going to do something that hasn't been done before? Or if we'd wonder, like, is that just like, you know, a very small scale of like saying that like everything is all out in one giant consciousness that we're attaching to that would that, that would be like shared knowledge so it's not like what you're coming up with like you said came from the ether like it existed there already before you even knew what it did that's why the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun yes yeah exactly yeah something like yes right? yes that's what I'm getting at yeah and and I've I've stated this before. I think when you came on, yeah, on my show, I said I believe that God is pure consciousness, like a big giant ball of consciousness, and that's where we go when we die. We go back to the source, right? Yeah, yeah. As, as cheesy as that sounds, that's actually uh, my favorite way, and that's how I always envisioned it. Uh, after I started having my experiences, and I guess like probably just maybe because of being into the Kabbalah, I'm already pre-exposed to spheres. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So maybe that's why I pictured it that way. But for me, for my experiences and stuff, I had always, uh, it ended up being something as that, as just this this ball of, you know, light that everything came from and it's just emanating from and out of. Right. Uh, yeah, it's I wild. feel that, man. Well, yeah, yeah, it's some wild shit, dude. So... It's... it's <laughs> something that I can always <laughs> apply in my daily life at almost every given moment. Like, I know that's where I come from, and that's why I can just have faith, you know what I mean? It has nothing to do with a book. It has nothing to do with a religion. It just simply is what it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. That's why I thought when you had said that on your show, I was just like, wow, that's like the same thing that I pictured. And I always thought it was like some cheesy thing that nobody else would be like, oh, that's lame. But like, it's just from my experiences, it's the only way I could express it. That's, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, like I said, it's, it just is what it is. That's yeah. how I feel about uh, a created being, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, a, a soul in a meat bag. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I call it a, what do you call it? A flesh prison. Or some shit like that, I call it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a prison of flesh. Oh. <laughs> it is, man. Yeah, yeah. that's why I, I think I've uh, said on somebody else, maybe when we I did it legit bad, maybe. Maybe I even said it on your show. I think, like, once you've hit the flesh, you're already fucked. Like, you you know, you're in a, you're in a prison, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as we come here, we have to yeah. learn how to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you know, for real, yeah. yeah. I, re I really do think that is... Uh, Learn to get the hell out of here and experience uh, true freedom. You know? But at the same time, I enjoy this life. Oh really? yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, you know, yeah. You got yeah. It's it's like a double edged sword, really. It's like you have to yeah. live part of your life in this world to even be like a a functioning uh, person to help uh, you know add to society. For sure. <laughs> and then try to and also better. like learn how to like get the hell you know to uh, you know spiritually grow too is is very hard. It is, it is. Yeah, I'll agree with that for sure. Especially with all the temptations and all the addictions we have and everything. Everybody's oh, an addict. 
whether they know it or not. Oh, for something. For yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll everybody's that. addicted Fuck to yeah. something. Fuck yeah. And that's what keeps us grounded here, as uh, well. Yeah. That part of my life and the paranormal experiences I've had growing up mm, I was just gonna are exactly what unlocked my spiritual awakening in a, in a later a later time. Like when I hit thirty, that's when I had my awakening. Oh, really? I'm forty two okay. now. So it's been like a twelve year journey of like really being awake. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're close to my oh yeah, so you probably do remember that yeah. dreamscape. <laughs> you're seventy eight, I'm seventy nine. So. Yeah, all right. For some reason I thought you were a lot yeah. younger. I was like, he probably doesn't even remember this fucking movie. <laughs> no, that shit had to I'm definitely gonna look for it and send it to you. You'll probably be like, Holy shit, I remember watching this as a kid. Yeah, I gotta check it out. <laughs> That's funny. So, but yeah, so talk about some of your paranormal stuff too. I mean we gotta we got time. Yeah, dude. Um the very first thing that I remember is being really, really young, probably like four years old. And my whole family at the time, my five siblings and everything, were all living with me, except for my oldest brother. Um, but we had a stereo system in the living room, and it was a bungalow, and we sat like five steps up to the second floor. And in my bedroom, I could hear at at nighttime, I could hear like radio static coming from the living room. I'm like, what the fuck is that, right? So I hear, I, I go down to the living room, and I could hear the speakers like, ra- like radio static coming out of it. I'm like, oh, somebody yeah. must have left the radio on. So I turn the corner where the stereo is. What was it like, like the buzzing, all, like the buzzing of like radio speakers? Like, kind of like you know, static, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. And so I, I, I go to the stereo, and all of a sudden, like, it's it, it's kind of loud, and it was freaking me out. That's why I went downstairs. <laughs> so I went to the to the stereo, and all of a sudden, it just turned off. And I was like, holy fuck, and I ran back up to my room and, like, covered myself in the sheets, right? <laughs> like, that freaked me out. Yeah. Holy shit. So uh, there's another time, <laughs> and this might have been a dream. But freaked me out all the same. I was always a huge Kiss fan growing up. Oh, okay. And uh, I had a, a poster of, like, not a poster, but like a flag, like a black and white flag with the band on it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I woke up in the middle of the night and I looked up the, <clears throat> excuse me, I looked up the flag and I looked at Ace Frehley and he winked at me. <laughs> and I fucking <laughs> tore that flag down, man. <laughs> it might have, he, he might have really been there winking at you. You never know. <laughs> Dude. But that, that freaked me out. And I, you, I, hid, I hid that flag. And years later, uh, my mom had a garage sale. And I sold the flag. I didn't, want, I didn't want anything to do with it anymore. It still terrified me like years later. Oh, wow. It's creepy as shit, dude. You know what that reminds me? Not to get off topic. I, there was a person I was going to have on as a guest that's supposedly a victim of uh, satanic ritual abuse. And oh I was going to... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's horrible. Uh, especially if it's true. Now, I had started looking into... Like, they have their own stuff. Unfortunately, I don't even remember the name if I wanted to plug them. Uh, their own, like, website. And I was going through their stuff. And, uh, I mean, <clears throat> I, I who knows if it's... It could be all true, and there was a lot of stuff in there that would make me think it probably is. I just don't know if the people being accused is true, 
But uh, there was also a lot of her story where she was actually blaming members of KISS as being some of the people doing it to her. And that is why I honestly, I'll say, I mean, it might sound like a bitch or whatever. I was not willing to have someone come on my show that was making uh, accusations like that. Uh, at least because I was afraid, you know, I was just coming out. You know, I don't need my shit taken down or dealing dealing with anything. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it was just me being nervous about it. Like, my shit, you know, am I going to have to deal with anything putting this out there? I mean, she does it on her own, too. Yeah, like, kisses lawyers are coming yeah, out. Yeah, I just was like, you know, is it really... I mean, listen, if it's true, yeah, people should know about it. But, like, is it... You know, uh, will I benefit people by not covering that and being able to have a hundred other more shows instead? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I figured uh, I'll just pass on that one and, and keep going and not worry. I I definitely think that they tapped into an occult power in order to create those characters or personas that they have. I You know, I had um, thought that, especially with the black and white. You know, I had to, and I wasn't and getting into that to, to try to were. get into the occult part. But I do believe, if you look at their stuff, I, I'm for sure. If if they didn't know about it, uh, somebody, whoever was like managing them or whatever, was making them play the part for something. You know, or putting it out there. You know what I'm saying? Willingly, yeah, willingly you, or unwillingly, they they were part of some kind of occult or. Uh, you know, negative influence, I think. And, and plus, they're like, I think all of them are fucking Jewish. Well, uh, Peter Chris, the drummer, is Italian. But I think uh, Ace, Peter, or Ace, Paul, and Gene, they're all Jewish, right? So they're going to have some kind of Jewish mysticism, Kabbalah they stuff could, going yeah, on. Yeah, Even in uh, the movie that they had made back in 78, I believe, uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, there's a part in the movie where they have this box and they open the box and it has like a metal, like a talisman of each of their characters and oh, nobody wow. can touch it. They just get zapped. And they said, if anybody <laughs> takes these talismans away from us, we're just ordinary human beings. Wow. <laughs> That's wild. Quite a trip, man. Yeah. 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 I definitely think though, uh, Kiss was into something for sure, or being used. Something, yeah, 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 for sure. And now uh, you got Paul Stanley coming out saying he's double jabbed with the uh, the vax, and he gets COVID, and he's like saying shit like <laughs> he's saying he's saying shit like if I wasn't double vaxed, I'd probably be way worse. You know, it's like oh I, I I even tweeted him. I'm like. Dude, I love you, Paul, but you're fucking feeding into the bullshit narrative, and all these people were liking my tweet, right? <laughs> yo, yo, I, I can't, yo, how do you, how did you come out? Like, how did you have shit back in the day with that type of music, putting out that type of fucking image? You know, you know, all this stuff, this heavy metal rock fucking type of style thing that you're promoting, and now you're like, oh, go get vaccinated. Like, it used Ridiculous. to be, used to be like, you know, fuck this system. You know what I'm saying? All that shit that came with that whole, you know, type of style. And all of a sudden, you're, like, fucking part of it. Yeah. It makes no sense, And nobody, and so many people don't even pick that up. And just like, oh, okay. Sounds good. They probably have people saying, you better not go against the narrative. That's probably exactly what it is. Yeah, or something to that effect. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. 
I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like uh, Sam Tripoli had that had that shirt. Fuck you, just do what they tell you. It was used to be Rage Against the Machine. Like fuck you, don't. Yes. I won't do what you tell them. I won't do what you tell me, right? And now it's fuck you, just do what they tell you. <laughs> Yo, aren't weren't they like in? Were aren't they like on board with the vax or playing at places that are only vaxed? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's insane. Yo, and you know, and I've said this before. Uh, I really do think, and I, you know, and I love, I loved the music from then. I grew up on that shit. Maybe, oh, yeah. uh, maybe now, maybe I was even, you know, like I, I've even said in my younger years, I could have easily seen myself being more on the left because I was just fucking stupid and irresponsible. But uh, I. Back then, I really do think bands like, you know, when I was growing up in my teens, uh, Nirvana, uh, Stone Temple Pilots to a point, uh, Rage Against the Machine, um, even fucking, uh, fucking Ice-T, you know, even like stuff like that. Uh, was Against the Grain. Yes, but it was to what we have now to be a, a leftist ideology. Um if you know if that makes any sense, <laughs> like I almost feel like you know Nirvana was you know at one point I, I have a, an interview that I put up and he, one of his last interviews before you know he died, he even admitted to them uh, donating. He said to leftist ideology or, or leftist organizations. You know he even admits it and he says you know what am I supposed to be a Republican and only protect mine? So like you connect you you know the guy's a fucking leftist. Try to use our power. I mean we've really have been effective in certain ways like being associated with this um, organization called FAIR, and I can't remember it right now because I have a mental block of exactly what it stands for, but it's something like, um, and, and um, they're pretty much a leftist organization that um, tries to protect people in, in certain areas, you know. We're using our, we're using the tools that we've, we have, you know, and we're being effective as much as we can. But we still don't want to be too political at the same time, you know because it's just kind of embarrassing to do that. Or, you know, you get a lot of ridicule for it. Yeah, but you're doing what you believe in. That's the most important thing. Well, it's hard not to, you know. I mean, if you're put in this position, what are you going to do? You become a Republican or something? You know? <laughs> just to protect what you've earned, big deal. Um, and yeah. his music was very fucking, woe is me, emotional. Like, I understand, maybe you had a fucked up life. I'm, I'm sure you did. You know, whatever. But it definitely put out the whole fucking emo shit. Oh, yeah, uh, when, sure. I, when I was growing up, I watched a lot of fucking dudes change their style and who they were because of this fucking style of music. And I was just, yeah. you know, and some of them, I was like, yo, no offense. I'm like, yo, if you're changing the fuck that, like, come on, dude. Like, you can do better. You, what, what the fuck, you know? You don't have to grow your hair out and cut your fucking fingers through your fucking, uh, the arms of your shirts now. You know, at the end, because Kurt Cobain put his thumb through a fucking whatever, his uh, his, his jacket uh, wrist thing. You know, you got people yeah. doing that now to act like fucking him and, like, so you can, like, fuck that skateboard chick. Like, really? Is this what it's about? You know? <laughs> people get people get latched on to culture <laughs> so fast, man. It's, it's insane. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Yo, but, like, even, you know, like, I love Typo Negative, another one, very emo, but, like, all them pushed at that time... Very emotional-driven, uh, 
fuck this system. But I do think like a lot of that music back in the day was used to promote that whole emotional uh, reaction type thing. It's like a, a, a long game of controlled demolition. Yes, you know, and it's done of all different, you know, music, fucking media, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff, you know, online. You know, there's all sorts of different ways of, it's like, a, you know, 10 different ways the, sh- the shit's being hammered at you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. It's, it's unbelievable to me how easily misled people can be. And I'm just standing there in the middle of it going, looking around going, what the fuck are you people doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, you know what's really bad? It's like it's like I could look at that with like people on TV or like people that aren't like really you know totally just believe everything that's on TV, and then I see that with like even people that like think that they're like woke or like you know awakened or whatever. I'm like, damn. And they're wearing three masks <laughs> and, a, yeah. and a face shield. Yeah. I'm like, yo, really? I'm like, there's no difference. It just blows my mind, (laughs) man. Yeah. Uh, You know what? This lady, this lady (laughs) at work, right? She's uh, the highest person there. And me and my buddy were there together, and we weren't wearing our masks. And she says, she says to me, this is a couple weeks ago. She says, "Hey guys, if you're standing around each other, you should wear your masks because the numbers are going up again. We don't want to get an outbreak." And I put my mask on and I said to her, you know, these don't work, right? And she said, well, you're entitled to your opinion, but you have to do what I say. Oh. <laughs> like, fuck, I wouldn't want to be married to her. Fuck, man. Yeah, right? You know, you know she uses that piece of ass as a weapon. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> if, she's like, if she's like that with somebody, she's not even screwing. Oh, man. Feel bad for a fucking husband. <laughs> Just fuck. <laughs> Might be so nasty. He's like, I don't even want it anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, she is pretty good looking. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Oh, wow. Uh. I know. <laughs> so we did go off on a tangent. Yeah, if you yeah. Hear more paranormal stories. I got more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were done, so I was like, fuck it. We'll just shoot the shit. Oh, no, we got more. I got more. Let's hear it. Okay, so I'm about, mm, let's say, 10, 11 years old. It was like early 90s, right? And uh, we're in this house, and my brother joined the military, and he lived in the basement. So when he joined the military, he left the base. He left home, and I took all my stuff from upstairs and moved it to the basement. And uh, I was like, cool, I get the whole basement to myself now. I get to sleep down here, everything, right? So the first night I stayed down there, it was fine. Had a good sleep, this and that. Wasn't nervous, no, nothing. You know, because I'm a kid and it's big and dark, right? So the second night I go down there and my dog's at the foot of my bed and I just hit the pillow, I turn the lights out and I wasn't even in in bed for 10 seconds yet. I'm not even tired. I still got some energy, right? Just lying there and all of a sudden I hear a voice right in my ear and it was really deep and uh, almost like evil sounding and all it said was the was the word crack. Wow. And I just froze. I was paralyzed <laughs> in fear. 
for about 20 seconds and I whipped the covers off and I ran upstairs two, two levels into my parents' bed and I was terrified, I was shaking. And they're like, what's what's wrong, what's wrong? I'm like, I heard a voice, I heard a voice in the basement. That's all I could say, I heard a voice, I heard a voice. And my dad was like, you've been watching too many movies, go to sleep. I'm like, oh, and I'm like terrified, right? So like the next day, in the morning, I took all my stuff back from the basement <laughs> and went all back into my old, old room <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> Yo, you know, it's so funny. You're telling me this story. And like when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I, we, they, they, in the, in that, in our house, we, my dad turned the basement into a fucking, like a, basically uh, it was like a large studio apartment and our grandfather was going to move in and then he decided to just stay where he was. And then my father's like, well, you know, if you want, you can just move down there and take that. You know, and it's already, you know, it's like it has its own bathroom and everything. So I was like, fuck, yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah. And I was a kid. <laughs> and uh, I had always had a fucking creepy feeling in the basement. It was always one of those things where I was like, yo, I just feel like something's like watching me there. And I was like, I'm fuck fine. it. I guess I'll have to get over it. I mean, I kind of did, but I always had like a really weird, uncomfortable feeling. And like there was just, there was this one night, dude, this shit scared the living fuck out of me. Um, I came home and like, I think it was just like with my friends out, we went out, went out somewhere and then I came home, it was like probably like you know, 11 o'clock on like Friday night of Saturday. I wasn't like fucked up or anything. And uh, I think eventually I, I just was just going to go to bed and I think I had put on music and then um, I'm laying in the bed and like I thought like, you know, there's like stairs coming to come down to the basement. I thought I heard, like, somebody walking down the stairs, and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, was my fucking father, like, was he coming down here to bust my balls about something? Like, what the fuck, you know? And right. I, and then it stops, and I'm like, all right, maybe I think, thinking I'm just hearing something. And then, like, I start hearing it again, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, yo, am I hearing something? And then it stops. And then eventually, it started to where it was, like, sounded like it was, like, on nonstop repeat. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm starting to fucking lose it now in my head, you know? What did, it, what did it sound like? Like somebody literally walking down like the fucking stairs over <sighs> and over and over and over again. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? So I like, I actually, I'm like, yo, fuck this. I get up. I flick the fucking light on. Nothing's there. I go upstairs. I even wake him up. I was like, yo, were you coming downstairs or something? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I literally woke him up. And I was like, nothing. Yo, this shit gets worse. I fucking go back downstairs. Fucking music's over with. I'm just laying in my fucking bed. Lights are off. I was like, I probably should have kept them on. I fucking, I had them off. I started hearing that shit, like, a couple of minutes later, like, all over again, dude. And now I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Then what it, I mean, this got even worse. Now I had carpeting. My father put carpeting down on the floor. Now it started to sound like something was literally like scratching against the car. No, walking. I'm sorry. Walking. You hear the noise coming down the stairs and then as if something's walking on the fucking carpet coming towards me. And you right. keep hearing that repeat to like the middle of the fucking room. Over and over again. And then as that sound is still going on, now it sounds like now my bed is in the corner of it's. Yeah, it's in the corner of the room. So I have a wall behind me and a wall to the right of me. All of a sudden, it sounds like something else on the left side of my bed, scraping the fucking carpet all the way up to the top and then going to the fucking wall in front of me. 
going all over. And I was like, dude, I thought I was going to have a fucking heart attack. And I will tell you How right now. How old 16, 17. Oh, fuck. Yo, and I'm going to tell you straight up right now. The only thing I remember is waking up the next day. I, I don't know if I passed the fuck out or if it just stopped. or I don't remember. Like, it's, it's been so long. Maybe it just stopped and I eventually just went to sleep. I don't exactly remember, but I just... I, I do remember it was so fucking intense. Like, it scared the living fucking crap out of me. I was like, fuck. Well, I, don't, I know were... I didn't get out of the bed, so neither it stopped and I passed out or I just fucking passed out with that shit going on. I don't even remember. You were, you were probably so petrified that was you like, yo, slept like a log fuck? and didn't remember it. Yeah, yo, that shit was insane. Yeah, dude. I was like, yo, this is the craziest shit. And I like... Oh, man, yeah. It was fucking wild. Have you, have you looked into anything about the history of the house? Well, I mean, certain parts of Long Island were known for supposedly being on Indian burial grounds. Now, I don't know if that's true uh -huh. or not, but Amityville? they have that. Uh, no, no, uh, <laughs> not out there. No. That's in Long Island, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I knew a friend who lived across the street from that house. I've seen that house no many shit. of times, yes. Yes, seen that house many a times. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so... After moving my stuff back upstairs, I did still have my, my video games and shit downstairs <laughs> in the basement, right? That's awesome. Oh, this is great. And and so I would go <laughs> I would go down, play video games, would never really think about what happened before, right? Like I just kind of blocked it out. And um, so I'm sitting down there one night playing Sega Genesis and uh listening to music and whatnot and I, and my mom's upstairs in the living room and I just heard her at the top of the stairs say David so I pause my game I go upstairs and I see her sitting in the living room and I'm like mom did you just call me she's like no shakes her head no right she's just watching TV so I'm like okay so I go downstairs thought nothing of it ten minutes later hear the same thing David I'm like what the fuck pause my game go back upstairs again <laughs> Mom, are you calling me? She's like, no, I'm not calling you. And my mom's not the type to play pranks on me, right? I'm like, okay. So I go back downstairs. Five minutes later, I shit you not. I hear it again at the top of the stairs, but it was like angry, like, David. Holy shit. And I just fucking dropped my controller, dude. And I ran upstairs and sat in the living room with my mom. And I didn't say anything. Wow. Fucking terrifying, dude. Yeah, that's fucking freaky, dude. So the last thing that happened was <clears throat> my brother that did move out from the basement, he came to visit with his wife. And everybody went to bingo that night. My parents, my sister, all this. Except for my, my brother's wife, my sister-in-law. She stayed with me and she was looking after me. Because I'm like 10, 10 years old, right? <clears throat> and um, we're playing cards in the kitchen. And she said, oh, can you grab me a drink? I'm like, yeah, sure. So there's nothing in the fridge. So I went to the closet and I grabbed a warm soda, right? Brought it back. She's like, oh, thank you. And shit you not, dude, right after she said thank you, we both heard a voice in the living room that was cut off, uh, sectioned off from a wall. And we heard it was the same fucking voice that, that uh, I heard the first time, really oh. deep. And it said, it said, thank you. And she looked at me, we looked at each other wide-eyed, and she grabbed my fucking hand really tight. She said, did you fucking hear that? 
I said, uh-huh. Oh. And then we... You know, you know, when somebody else hears the we, same shit or sees the same shit, that makes yeah, it so much more real. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck, this shit's actually real. It's real. Fuck. Right? Somebody heard it with me. So she grabbed <laughs> me by the hand really tight, and we went around the corner of the wall and looked in the living room to see if, like, a radio was on, no windows were open, no nothing, no TV on, nothing. And she said, let's just go out on the porch and wait for everybody to get back home. I'm like, oh. yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, dude. And then I contacted her like years later because they got a divorce over the years, right? And I contacted her years later and I told her, I, I tried to refresh her memory. I'm like, do you remember that time? And I told her the story and she said, no, that didn't happen. Really? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I wonder why she did that. She doesn't think it happened. Well, I've told people about that before. That I, The, the usual uh, conclusion is that a lot of people don't want to uh, believe it. They'll just tell be open. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. want to be open to the idea that there yeah. is something else out there. They just want to block it off. Like it never happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it was like, I want to know more. You know what I mean? And that's oh, why man. all this shit stayed with me throughout my whole life. I'll never forget it. And those are the things that like planted the seeds for my spiritual growth later on. So I yeah, take it as a positive thing, even yeah. though it was fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah I take would, it as yeah. a positive. There was a lot of, you know, believing in, you know, there was a couple of issues, you know, even with me growing up. Like, I had totally believed the house that I was in, uh, you know, something was definitely at least uh, going on, at least in that town or that area or, you know, maybe that house specifically. But, I mean, yeah. you know, my parents had even thought that, you know, my father and my mother had both said they'd see, uh, like, shadow figures going down the hallway and... My mm -hmm. mom said there was plenty of times where um, we normally always had pets. So we would have like a cat or a dog or something. And uh, she had thought that the cat was rubbing up against the leg and would look down and the cat's not there at all. Oh, you know, like weird shit like that. And, you know, for me growing up, uh, stuff like that, I guess my parents kind of being somewhat open to that stuff, uh, I guess you know, kind of had me open to it also. Yeah, I really absolutely. don't think, like, and I don't think if if that stuff, you know, if I didn't believe in that shit as a kid, I don't, I don't think I would have been the same person, probably. Absolutely, one hundred percent, bro. Yeah, because of me growing up thinking that there is something out there that I can't see and understand as a kid has always been like my belief. I had always believed mm -hmm. that there is something out there bigger than us, bigger than we can see or understand, and uh, I want to try to figure that out one day. Like even as a kid, I had always thought shit like that. But I, you know, I, and it's like you kind of almost brush brush it off as like some uh, fantasy, or sci-fi, or some fantastical thing. But like maybe, uh, maybe at some point, like we all know in ourselves uh, that there's something greater than this, and it just depends of how we listen to it or or not. Yeah, it all comes it comes yeah. down to if you're willing to open your mind yeah. to it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Exactly. Um, and I, I, we were talking earlier about how me and my buddy would get fucked up stoned and play a uh, fight night right the boxing game so even when i was that age i knew him back then when i was like 10 right and so we're probably like 12 13 years old like grade eight right and his his house backed on to the schoolyard right so for lunch we would come over like i'd go over in the morning we'd have breakfast together and then we just walk to school right 
things like that. And lunchtime, we'd go to his place, play Mortal Kombat or hockey or whatever on Genesis, right? In his room. And uh, one day we went for lunch to his place and we're sitting there playing a game together and we're facing the TV and to the left is his bedroom door. And no windows were open, no nothing. And all of a sudden his door starts to move really slow. And then it goes, boom, slam shut. And we looked wow. at the door and we saw the, we saw the, you know, those push locks where you push it and turn it? Lock yes, the door? yes, yeah. Yeah, so the door slammed shut, boom. And we saw the, the door handle go and lock. like what the fuck dude so we fucking dropped everything we did we trying to get the door unlocked we're panicking like holy fuck finally get the door unlocked run right back to school (laughs) 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 we were fucking terrified dude oh hell yeah it was crazy and he he would tell me he would see like shadow people and shit in his basement i was like yeah whatever you know yeah it's crazy man you know (laughs) You know, that experience I had was, like, fucking so horrible that if I probably ever would have actually seen one of these shadow figures that my parents supposedly saw, I would have lost my shit. Because I would be like, oh, that's what was making that noise. Dude, <laughs> I would have been like, it's fuck, it's real. Freaky, <laughs> and you don't know whether they're malevolent or benevolent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it was funny, and, you know, and at this point, when I, when I, you know, my mom passed away when I was young, so it was, it was she actually passed away maybe within a year prior to this experience. I don't know if my father ever really believed me, because it, it, it was so fucking crazy to me. I even told him, I was like, yo, there's something fucking downstairs. Because I knew that he had thought, like, something was weird with the house. You know, but I think, like, maybe the way I explained it seemed so, like, crazy to him. He was like, I don't know. It could have been hard for him to even want to admit. You know what I'm saying? But right. I remember at one point he was like, yo, maybe it was your mom fucking with you. I don't know. He's like, she she was like that. She would fuck with people, you know? Because my, my mom was, like, very, she was very funny. She had a fucking funny sense of humor. It's probably where I get her from, but just a little bit too much. But, uh, you know, she, she like, if she was still around today, she'd probably be, like, trolling motherfuckers on, like, Twitter or Instagram. Like, I swear. Sure. <laughs> with, like, memes awesome. of fucking stupid shit. Oh, yeah, she was funny. Yeah, she was funny. But, uh. Uh, you know, you know, it's just like who knows. I mean, if it was her, she took it a little bit too far. I'll tell you that much. But you know, just like mom, you made me shit myself. Like, yo, I fucking passed out, mother. What the fuck? Oh, too funny. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I enjoy it. You know, I yeah. enjoy those experiences. Looking back on, oh, them. for like, sure. Yeah. As terrifying as they were, it may be who I am today. It's oh, all part definitely of definitely you know? something I will never forget. Definitely. You know, and all those, all those experiences, even like you had said with like the out-of-body stuff, all that stuff, it's all experiences that I will never forget and have uh, changed my outlook on life for sure. 100%. Yeah, I think that was great, man, even though uh, I went off on a tangent for a while because I thought you were done. That's I thought okay, that was really good, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. No, I this is great, man. I, I had a good time. Uh, like I said, it was just to be like an, an extra episode, and I think it really served the purpose of what I wanted it to be. I want people just to hang out, chill out, listen. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, when he, one of us were telling one of our stories, you were sitting there imagining it, you know? Just take the time to daydream, picture something else instead of what's going on in front of the fucking TV. Use it as something like that, you know? <laughs> That's all. Podcasts are my number one form of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, I until I had my own, but you know, I used to fucking listen to a lot, 
And I will tell you that I, I would listen to shows that were probably like very detailed, like I try to do with the occult rejects. And then I would listen to very, I guess I, would, I could say mindless, but I don't mean to put it in a bad way. Just like what I did right here. It was just like listening to something just to entertain and be like, what if? Uh, maybe paint a picture on my mind and try to picture what they were talking about. You know what I'm saying? Just something, yeah, just sure. something a little bit easier in a way to uh, let your mind still maybe create a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I, oh, it's my pleasure. I, I had a great time, man, for sure. And I'm sure uh, this show will have you on again. So uh, please uh, post, uh, not post, please let everybody know where they can find your stuff. Uh, plug, plug your show. Yeah, um, <laughs> plug away. Yeah. So yeah, uh, once again, um, the Red Pill Cartel podcast is on mainly Spotify. That's where I get most of my hits. Um, hopefully it'll be on Apple soon. Oh yeah. That shit took but, me, like uh, I said, like six weeks or something or, or a month for the cold rejects. Yeah, cold man. Rejects. took a while, but I'm getting, I'm getting good feedback even though it's, I'm just starting up. So good, meeting good. Awesome, awesome, wonderful people such as yourself, you know, and you want to hit me up in the DMS on Instagram. You can follow me at Davey wavy two one one two. Uh, also on Twitter, same handle. Oh, you're on um, Twitter. I got to add you on there. Yeah, I just I just actually started using it again for my show. So oh, it sucks. I just yeah, use, I hate it. I really hate it. I just use it to post my shows, and that's it. If I look on there yeah, too long, that's pretty much all. If I, I look on there too long, I'll start posting uh, sarcastic shit to people that follow me, and I try not to do. I, that. I'm guilty as charged <laughs> doing that. So because uh, you know, some of them, like yo, like can you say this message without your tits hanging out? Try that first. You know, shit like that will start coming out of my mouth or coming out on the keyboard. And I, I try not to. So, <laughs> yeah. It's very difficult to hold back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, you really believe this dumb shit? <laughs> so I'm like, I'll just yeah, keep I, I, I check, I check all my DMs and respond to yeah, them. Yeah, you know, same thing. Not right away all the time, but a lot of the time right away. No, but, but I'll add you. So I wake I... up and it's yeah. in the morning. I wake up and it's just lit up, right? And I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta take some time to get through but i get i get back to everybody so that's nice if you want to follow that's me nice. have a conversation i'm always open to that so yeah that's fucking awesome that's actually huge right there most most shows don't i actually do uh talk to the people that message me also so well i, I guess because i have it's, it's important right oh yeah you know how I, many I like it, i've i had it, i had somebody on my you know i've met people that i've had on my shows like that you know, there was somebody who was a fan that I just did a series with, with the Occult Rejects. And in my opinion, I thought it was one of the best ones we did because we actually had somebody on who had first-hand experience, you know. And that wouldn't have happened except for a fan messaging me, you know. So. Well, it, dude, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a cool, laid-back kind of dude, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I get jacked up on, on, I'm very passionate about what I'm doing now, right? Yes. But, uh, yeah, I'm always open to conversation. Like, don't cool. be shy, man. Nice, nice. That's awesome. All right, so yeah, and uh, I'm going to add you to Twitter so I can tag you when I release this stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. Awesome. All right, so yeah, please, if you uh, if you like this, you can uh, you know share it or whatever. Uh, if this is the first time you're hearing me, you liked it, subscribe, share. Also, go tech, check out the Red Pill Cartel. Uh, highly suggest that show as well. And also, if this is the first time you're hearing it, you can check out The Occult Rejects. That is my other show. It's a little bit more detailed, and we normally have a series of a topic that we dig into. And, uh, it is awesome. Oh, I thank you. It. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, and uh, that's about it. So, yeah, I hope everybody has a great day. And until the next one, everybody be well. Later.
think I should deal with this on my own. And now, his only way out is to go back in to the dreamscape. <laughs> 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 